Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, the Missouri legislature last year passed some rollbacks of personal property tax and property taxes here in the state of Missouri. There's been some questions whether or not they're going to be implemented. And in fact, there's more legislation being introduced for next year. So we're going to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, where we're visited by Jay Hardenbrook, who is the advocacy director of the AARP of Missouri. Jay, welcome to KMOX. Thank you so much. Great to be here. How many people in the state of Missouri uh, fall under the uh, requ- the being able to be a member of AARP? <laughs> well, it's interesting, actually. I've had uh, a young, quite a few younger people telling me that they're members uh, recently. Um, in fact, one of the legislators last year in the middle of the committee said, I just found out you don't have to be 50 to join AARP, so I joined for the travel discounts. But um, we, we certainly... Uh, recognize our constituency as being 50 plus. Yeah, and we are one of the older states in the union, and I understand there's been some legislation filed that will potentially help Missouri seniors, and that's related to a Missouri property tax credit. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, we, we had some successes last year with Senate Bill 190. So starting in January, nobody in the state of Missouri will be taxed on their Social Security income, which was a a big step, and and thank you to Senator Tony Lutkemeyer from Platte County for introducing and ushering that legislation through. And included in that was sort of a property tax freeze optional for counties. As you also mentioned, we've got some things to work out there, but really it's a a way where you can sort of like stop the progress of um, the increases in property taxes, especially for the older population. But the problem that we've run into, and I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners understand this, is it's a very high property value year. And so if you pick that year to freeze, still a lot of people will be, could potentially be taxed out of their homes. And that's our number one concern. So we have what we call the circuit breaker tax credit. It's actually called the property tax credit in uh, Missouri law. But um, it basically has been in effect since the 1970s but it hasn't been updated since 2008. So it's a, you know, income qualifier program and you get some assistance with your, with your property taxes, um, whether you're a renter or, or a homeowner. And really what's happened is, as people know, 15 years is a long time. I've got a kid who was born in 2008 who's now in high school. Um, so a lot has changed. There's been a lot of inflation and really just through no fault of their own, just the march of inflation, a lot of, Older Missourians and Missourians with disabilities are no longer eligible for the program. Uh, so we really need to modernize it and update it for the realities of, of today's inflation. And then we need to inflation proof it moving forward so that we don't hit this crisis point again some point in the future. So big thanks to Representative Mark Matisson from O'Fallon. He's been a fantastic champion on this last year. Um, and really has brought a, a lot of people together to discuss what we need to do to keep older and disabled folks in their homes. And also thanks to uh, Senator Tracy McCreary from St. Louis County. She's sponsoring a similar version uh, in the Senate this year. And we we expect more legislation and more co-sponsors as we get closer to the legislative session starting. Now, is this the program that requires the local county to opt in or would this statewide law affect everybody? So that, that was part of Senate Bill 190. This one is everybody. So there are people in every single county 
who received the circuit breaker tax credit. Um, by modernizing it, we could make another almost 300,000 people eligible for the program. And really, right now, as you can understand with inflation, there's a tapering off period, but because inflation has happened, that's gotten really compressed. So now we have a bunch of people who still need assistance, but they're getting a pittance, you know, $20 um, a year in the tax credit. And that's just not real relief that people need for to really support paying for these very high property taxes and very high rents that we've seen over the last few years. And the great thing about a tax credit is that that's not a tax deduction. That's a tax. That's a dollar for dollar that comes right off the right off your top line of your taxes. Right. I mean, that's real money yep. for these seniors. Yeah, absolutely. And and because it is from the state level, you really can make sure that it's not one area that's being treated better than another, as it is with, you know, an optional program for counties. This is something that will actually help absolutely everyone in the state. And it will be, you know, the state paying for it instead of trying to figure out how to deal with first responders, education, whatever else. It's so coming. I'm supportive of the concept, but the bigger question I have is, is that this is kind of like a balloon. When you shorten it on one area, it pushes it into another. This is money that would then no longer be going into revenue. What t- Will there be cuts in services as a result of this, or will younger people be left to ho- pay a larger percentage as a result of these pro- policies? Well, that is, is certainly a concern, but I, I think that one of the things that we try to bring up is that people have to live somewhere, right? So if they're forced out of their homes, they're most likely going to wind up in some sort of residential care facility or nursing home where they very quickly expend all of their assets. And then the state has to put them on Medicaid to pay for that, those nursing home services. So the longer we can keep people in their homes and getting, you know, a more limited number of services uh, from the state, it will actually wind up saving the state a significant amount of money. This is not a big chunk of dollars compared to the rest of the state. I've been around around a lot of political discussion right now where there's a focus as we have an aging population, baby boomers continue to age. There's this real push to make sure that people can stay in their homes. Talk to that about how that is the best direction for the state to be moving to help people stay in their house as opposed to going into one of these public facilities. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a real win-win because we have a very vibrant home and community-based service model here in the state of Missouri. So whether you're on Medicaid, private pay can get pretty expensive, but it really is so much less expensive than going into institutional care, both for the person who is receiving that care, but also for the state. I mean, it, as you can imagine, there's a lot of things that go into that intensive nursing home or residential care facility care. And not that some people don't need that. As we age, you know, eventually you do need that care. But we're also at the very bottom of states where we have low need people in nursing homes. So there are folks that could probably be out on their own living independently, living near their families and their friends, and just getting a smaller slate of services at home. But if we tax them out of that home, uh, then it's going to be impossible for them to receive services. Jay Hardenbrook is our guest. He's the advocacy director of AARP Missouri. Before we let you go, this applies to real property taxes, not personal property taxes. Do personal property taxes also provide the, present the same kinds of challenges for our senior citizens? Well, they certainly can. Um, it's 
a little bit of a different uh, situation, obviously. Hopefully no one's uh, having to live inside their uh, their personal property, but in real property, that, that really is someone's home. So you can get by, you know, with an older car or sometimes with public transportation, oats, those sorts of things, but you really can't get by without a roof over your head. Jay, uh, if people wanted more information on this legislation, where can they go? Uh, well, you can certainly go to our website, aarp.org slash mo, um, and we'll be doing updates on this legislation throughout the uh, legislative session. Um, and also there are reports both from the Show Me Institute and the Missouri Budget Project on the value of the circuit breaker tax credit.